let you watch that? Who let you watch that? Who let you watch that? Podcast, 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 podcast. Hello there, friends. It's me again, your best friend, Andy Diaz, and I am here with my best friend, Gabe Martinez. And together we are a podcast known as Who Who Let Let You You Watch Watch That? That? Ooh, that is so slick. And we are the podcast that (laughs) relives the trauma of our youth through movies. And today, my friends, we are going back in time to the 1980s to visit a movie that our friend Gabe is going to bring to the table. We're going to talk all about today. Um, Before we get into that, Gabe, Mm -hmm. do we have any new business? Do you have any new business? Andy, the only business that I have um, is a text message that I received from my mother. Oh, uh, my my mother, uh, you you all hear me talk about her, you know, quite a bit on this because she is usually the person who let me watch the <laughs> awful thing that I got to see, and today is no exception. This one, mom even watched with me, so um, it'll be fun. We'll be talking about her a lot. Uh, Brenda, love you so much. So, uh, my mother, who is an angel, who I love, who is a legitimately fabulous mother when I was a kid, and uh, and nowadays, and everything in between, she's great. Mom sent me this text, and I'll give you all just the quickest backstory. She hit me up after <laughs> hearing our podcast, and uh, particularly the nine and a half weeks episode, and she was like mortified, <laughs> just absolutely mortified. <laughs> and to see my sweet mother like uncomfortable and be like, "I'm so sorry that I let you watch that movie," and I was like, "Ma, no. If you if you heard the whole episode." No, you you were talking about it to probably dad or someone else. And who even knows if you even saw it? Maybe you were even saying, oh, that movie looks interesting. Bottom line is you rented it. It was at the house. I watched it when you were at work and dad was asleep. So, like, it's not on you. It's fine. (laughs) Uh, Although I gave you credit for being the person who let me watch it. Like, don't beat yourself up. You're the best mom ever. So uh, after all that back and forth of telling her just how great she is and how much I love her, my mom says, and I quote, you are so sweet. I love you. You could you are the best son and you can say that on the podcast. Oh. So, thanks mommy and uh <laughs> everybody else. Andy, I'm sorry, but I am the best son. You are the best son, dude. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the thing I think Gabe with us doing a podcast is you and I are just sitting here talking, but I mean, people are out there actually listening to yeah. this. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's a trip. Thanks everybody. Yeah, thank you. And it, it's it's odd cuz I can see through through Anchor. Thank you, Anchor, for all you've done for us. We love you, th- th- Anchor. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you Anchor. Um, <laughs> um, that I can see where people are listening from. So I just yeah. got to give a shout out because I know I have friends that are listening to this podcast in America. But it's odd to see that people internationally gave, are listening to us. And I want to give shout outs to all our listeners in the UK and Canada and France and Australia and Italy and the Netherlands and the and Brazil it's 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 odd and it's weird to see that th- these people in these other countries number 1 found us and number 2 are taking the time to listen to you and me talk about weird movies from our childhood <laughs> Andy you know you you say it's weird and it is because 
not that uh, those people listening are weird, and no, not, they're great. Not that those countries are weird because those are fabulous countries, and I'm sure fabulous people. But uh, you you got to put yourself in our shoes, friends. This is who the hell knows when this episode's going to air. But yeah. so far, um, we've we've only we've aired a handful of episodes, and a lot of people are listening to it, and yeah. a lot of people are uh, reaching out to us, and we could not be happier. It yeah. is the coolest thing ever. And this idea that Andy came up with, I mean, it clearly resonates with a lot of people. I think all of us watched at least something yeah. that we shouldn't have when we were kids. And, uh, you know, thank you so yes. much for, for listening and for telling friends about it. And, yeah. I mean, every week we get more and more listeners, and we thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. And just keep that train going, you guys. Um, share this with a friend. Uh, rate us on Apple Podcast, And, you know, I don't know, just say hi. Send us an email or something. But anyway, enough of that. We love you guys. Let's get into the heft, the meat of today. <laughs> the heft. The heft. Yeah, let's do it. Let's get into the heft of today. My friends, we are going to be talking about a movie that Gabe is going to be bringing to the table. Once again, people don't read the name of the podcast episodes before no, no. we do any of this. Just blind subscribe. Blind subscribe. It pops up in their feed. They just click play. They haven't read it because mm-hmm. they like to play this game with us. And I'm going to have you play it with us right now, Gabe. <laughs> Gabe, the movie that we were watching today, can you describe it using five words or less? Andy, I can and will. <laughs> in uh, in the tradition that I have set, uh, there was zero preparation on my part for this. But these are movies that, that are part of my DNA, dude. These yeah. are, This are part of my makeup. So I can immediately go to what what is sticking in my craw right now what is in my brain which is the thing that i uh, that i can just pull out and i yep it's five words and it's little green santa claus murder <laughs> yes <laughs> if you if you heard that i mean you you, you know what it is you know what it is right G- gabe what movie is it we are talking about Gremlins. Gremlins, you guys. <laughs> Gremlins, the uh, the 1984 Joe Dante classic movie, you guys. Absolutely. Uh, it, it, probably, I mean, at the time when it came out, a cult classic. Yeah. But I mean, the reach of this movie, I don't. I I think you have to take that cult status away from it because it's just it's classic, you know. It's, right. Yeah. It's one of those things. Like it's a huge part of the 80s and a huge part of the nineties and everything, you know, it's in the lexicon and there's bands named after things in this movie. And it's just, Oh, you, you mean Mogwai, Mogwai and, or, and Stripe and, and uh, bright light, bright light. And, you know, things <laughs> yeah. like that, you know, yeah. it's just, it's out there, you know? And it's, um, it's one of those things where at the time it was probably like, it was a huge commercial success pretty much out the gate, but mm-hmm. still, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a weird movie. For weird people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. really is. Uh, <laughs> a weird movie for weird people. All right. Um, Gabe, uh, how do we do this again? We're just going to jump into some background on the bad boy, right? We're going to read the log line first. So I That's got the, what we're going to do. I got the log line here. Let's see if I can Let's see if I can do this. Yeah, it's got a tongue twister in there, doesn't it? For uh, you. For me. <laughs> I, uh, <clears throat> let's see what I got. A young man inadvertently breaks three important rules concerning his new pet and unleashes a horde of malevolently mischievous monsters on a small town. 
eh, like 80% got it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think anyone listening was like, I got the gist of that. I got the gist of that. <laughs> but that sums it up pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. I think the only thing that it miss, misses in the logline is that it's a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. Which I forget. Every single time I watch this movie, it's what same. I forget that it's a, <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things where every single time, I'm like, oh, that's right. Yeah, Christmas. Christmas is a big part of this movie. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, Christmas. Much like uh, New York is the third star of Nine and a Half Weeks. Yeah, Christmas is the third star of this film. It, absolutely. Good. Star one being Phoebe Cates. Star two being the Gremlins. And- yeah. <laughs> and three being, oh. I mean Zach Gilligan, Gilligan, Galligan, Galligan. <laughs> so Galligan. this, so getting into that already, you know yeah. the, the cast. Uh, we got Zach Galligan, who has been in this and the sequel. <laughs> yeah, Zach, Zach, good job, man. Yeah, we have a trend going on with a lot of our movies where it seems like these people do the thing, and you know he probably made some money off of it. Oh yeah, and now he's yeah. just. Living the dream of being the Gremlins dude. Well, he's an architect. He he showed us in the second one. Oh, he uses yeah. his illustrations to do city planning. <laughs> That's right. So I'm sure he just went and followed his dream. Yeah, of doing that. <laughs> he was also in a movie called Waxwork, which is like... That's a fabulous movie. I have not seen that movie, is it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Are you talking the original one or he's in the Paris Hilton like remake? No, he's... It, uh, I think it's the original one just from the 80s. Yeah. That movie is actually legitimately kick-ass. Oh. Yeah, you should see Waxwork. It's like creepy as hell. Zach, I apologize. So yeah. we, we're going to spend some time. We're going to... I forgot that he was in it, and I love that movie. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, fuck. <laughs> that's, that's for you, Ad. <laughs> Who else in this movie? We got the gorgeous, the unbelievable Phoebe Cates, man. Um, Dude, a literal dream. A, a literal dream. She looks yeah. like she's airbrushed in every scene. Every single shot, you know, yeah. uh not not like the classic sort of like bombshell right. sort of thing. No, but the girl next girl door. Girl next door. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So, of, you know, a favorite favorite of the youth, you know, from things like uh, Fast Times, Ridgemont High, and Drop Dead Fred, man. Drop Dead, <laughs> Drop Dead Fred, which we'll do eventually on this podcast. We have to do Drop Dead Fred. Drop Dead Fred is... We need to get my sister on here, and that's her movie. <laughs> Dude, that movie <laughs> is wild. I rewatched that not too long ago. Yeah. That movie is bonkers yeah <laughs> so yeah. uh yeah um uh, and then of course the gremlins you know of course the main star of the, the gremlins the mogwai absolutely howie mandel howie mandel i don't understand why he's credited like i know he's doing some voice work and everything he did and, and all that <laughs> you just did that too though <laughs> <laughs> because at the time this is howie mandel at his Peak. It's right before Little Monsters. Howie Mandel is a household name. He's also an uh, an insanely like before alt comedy was was a thing. He was an avant garde comedian, which I, I'm a big fan of alt comedy. Um, uh, how it's defined today uh, and a lot of the propon- like the, the you know the UCBs and the Upright Citizen yeah. Brigades and all those folks doing some really cool wild stuff. Um, Howie Mandel maybe because he was so revolutionary for the time was just awesome. Uh, you know, I, I was, I was a little kid when he yeah. was at that peak. So I've only seen his, his stuff like as an adult and it sucks. dick. <laughs> 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 it's so bad. I love, 
Little Monsters. L- that movie is special. To I me. forgot he was in Little. Mo- I forgot that's him. No, I, it's, no you yeah. can't do that. You can't forget that. It's very important. <laughs> it's he's just the monster in that movie. To yeah, me. I don't. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. To me, Howie Mandel. Maurice. Yeah, he's Maurice. Oh yeah. yes, Maurice. Howie Mandel is just the dude from Walk Like a Man, where he's pretending to be a wolf dog creature, <laughs> and now he is someone that doesn't shake people's hands. Yeah, he's someone with unfortunately crippling OCD yeah. and and you know the uh, uh, germ phobias. I, 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 no offense to the guy. Everyone go get help. Do what you got. But oh, like yeah, that, yeah. We're that, not that, making fun of that. That's what I know him as. Like, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess the voice of Gizmo. Hey, Gizmo, dude. Gizmo. <laughs> Gizmo, the cutest puppet ever, ever made. Like, yeah. period. <laughs> and, and there was a lot of puppets and animatronics. In yeah, in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Number one with a bullet. Yep. Gizmo. Yeah. Yeah. The, the yeah. true heartthrob of this yeah. movie. Second, I got to mention it because it's in my favorite movie of all time. Second is the worm from Labyrinth. Ooh, the little guy yeah. with the scarf. Who's, come <sighs> so on cute. come on inside with the missus. Nice cup of tea. That's not for this episode, though. We're talking Gizmo. We're talking Gizmo. Um, and Gizmo Gizmo looks good in this movie. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's it's fantastic. It's it's just great puppetry and everything, man. Um, I love Gizmo. Um, who else we got in this movie? Anybody else worth mentioning? Dick Miller's in it. A bunch of, a bunch of uh, character actors. You know, Dick Miller plays Murray uh, Murray Futherman. We got Corey Feldman in there. Yeah, young um, Corey Feldman, man. We have uh, the other. Oh my God, Judge Judge, not Judge Nelson. Judge Reinhardt uh, is Reinhardt or Reinhold. Yeah, Reinhold yeah. is in there for I don't know. 15 minutes and then you never see him again. Yeah, I think I think he's got like 6 minutes of screen time. Yeah, and then <laughs> he's on screen. He is a complete asshole. Uh and <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I hate him and I don't like him in the role because it's just like you, that's not who you are. Right. What are you doing? Yeah. He's just talking about I'm going to be a millionaire <laughs> and I'm going to go bang Phoebe Cates. It's just like, "No, you're not." Yeah. <laughs> you're like wow she is the best <laughs> exactly yeah that's another thing there's so many things that just immediately endear you to phoebe cates's character yeah uh that being one of them her being like this dude is literally flaunting his money and talking about how successful he is and will continue to be and then he hits on her and she's like meh nope not interested bro and and then of course later the story about her father dying, which we will spend a, a good chunk of time on that. Uh, yes, uh, <laughs> I think that's what this episode is going to be about. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right, my friend. <laughs> Buckle up, everyone that said that they liked hearing us talk about our families. No, uh, we're going to talk about don't let children watch this. <laughs> the death of Santa. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's enough uh, cast. And then you you know you said it at the top of this, Joe Dante. Joe yes. Dante was the director of it. It was written by Chris Columbus. Uh, a couple of powerhouses, honestly. Yes. I mean, two guys. Sometimes we joke about the the directors or the writers of these things because they were, you know, crazy wild or they did nothing else afterwards because yeah. uh, they just did like four or five sequels of the same thing or whatever. But legitimately, Joe Dante, genius, created some incredible works of art. Chris Absolutely. Columbus as well. Chris Columbus... You know, I mean, not getting enough credit for being a hell of a writer before he becomes then yeah. an incredible director. But I mean, the dude wrote Goonies. Dude you wrote, know? put him in the history books forever for that. Yeah, exactly. You know? And then you go yeah. on to direct Home Alone and Home Alone Two. <laughs> dudes, dudes, what's up? You know. Then you produce Jingle All the Way. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, the. I mean, the guy clearly loves Christmas movies. Yeah. You know, Gremlins oh, textbook Christmas oh, movie. Goonies. <laughs> 
The most Christmas movie of all. Yeah, Christmas. Thanksgiving? Goonies. I think it's a... Oh, wait, no. I just watched it on Thanksgiving. That's why I've associated with the holiday. Disregard, listeners. <laughs> that's and, our backstory. That's that. That's that's the. Those are the 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 characters and everything like that. I want to give one quick shout out to music. Jerry Goldsmith writing just one of those most recognizable oh. themes ever. Part you, of what scared the hell out of me. Yeah. That theme is because it kicks in for the first time when they're on the snowplow yeah. thing. Uh, we're, we're getting into it, but uh yeah, that theme so good, but. Um, I completely forgot that that's how I wanted to start this episode. I wanted to just have us both say like, Do I need to change it a little bit so we don't get sued? Oh, yeah. That's enough. See, now we changed it. Yeah. Good shout out. The man's a genius. A genius and an American hero. He hurt me. Maybe a useless character. Uh, the dad. I can't even remember. Who <laughs> I don't understand what the point of the dad is in this. Let's get into it. Let's. <laughs> uh, Hoyt Axton. Hoyt Axton. Mr. Randall Peltzer. Yeah. yeah. What he's, a... he's in. He's in it way too much. And I think it, it was. They were like, okay, well, clearly, clearly, all the little monster things and all the murder that's for the kids. Yeah. We gotta have something for the adults, and who else better than good old Roy? Whatever. Uh, Hoyt. Hoyt, Hoyt Axton. Just he's there, yeah. getting stuck at work for most of the movie. It's just yeah, he's just dealing. It's a it, it's an unfunny and uninteresting planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. And the whole time, it's annoying how much he looks like John Candy. But yeah, he's not John because you're not John Candy, and you're yeah. trying to sell your damn bathroom, buddy. Yeah, no one's buying your stuff, dude. Yeah. Yeah, and I and uh, I mean the traveling salesman bit, the the crappy stuff that he's selling. It's just, you know, it's it's great, it's timeless, it's wonderful. It's timeless. But it's like, uh, going back to that bathroom buddy well, like eight yeah. times. It's like, come on, man, come on. Come on. Man. And the same gag of the stuff <laughs> shooting <laughs> out of it and getting him. It's just like, I laughed at how stupid it was. Oh yeah, and it's like, you know, well, anyway, I'm sure that was the the desired response. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So. We, you obviously saw this movie as a youngster, yes. as a as a child. So I bet you have a story about how this movie, this time that you watched it, how it affected you growing up and everything. So Gabe, do you want to share this with us? I do, I do, Andy. Thank you. Um, and yeah, this, so this one, we we have at this point talked about so many things that have uh, messed us up. <laughs> <laughs> this one is is the movie that. Uh, that sent me on this path of just extreme curiosity when it came to horror, um, where I'm, I'm a huge horror fan yeah. today. And uh, I definitely was like, uh, it just unbridled horror love as a teenager and in my 20s and stuff. And, and now I dig it. But my wife uh, told me like right after we got married that she's like, we're married now. I don't have to go to those scary movies anymore. And I was like, what? We used to go see everything in the theaters together. Absolutely, she was like, yeah. she's like, oh, no, no, no. I'm married we're married, like, I don't have to do that crap anymore. And I was like, ultimate bait and switch. Good job. So this this movie, I was probably like eight or nine at the time. Um, de- definitely couldn't have been older than nine. Um, and this is, you know, this is out on, on VHS or, you know, again, like, you know, illegally recorded off the TV or something. Yeah. And this is one of these things where it was 
marketed to me. It was marketed <laughs> to kids. It was. It was. It, it was. was. It was Gizmo. I had the stuffed animal of Gizmo, uh, or maybe my sister had. It. I think my yeah. sister had it. She's four years younger than me, so it's like she's little, little. She's like four or five, and she has this Gizmo, which is adorable. We oh, we've, fan- we've absolutely fantastic. Said yeah. it's incredible. Um, and definitely at the end, I think we'll, you know we'll we'll need to talk about the creative team that brought Gizmo and the Gremlins to life. But but anyway, um, so this was definitely marketed to me as a child, yeah. and I think it was one of these things where my mom didn't know what it was. Yeah, it was like, oh, this is gonna this is gonna be fun, and this is cool, and this is fine. That yeah, there's some Gremlins and stuff, and they're kind of scary. But honestly, I think at this point, it was the '80s. Yeah. And it's like everything's scary and weird and every movie has like a gnarly crazy thing in it and that's just what kids like gnarly crazy things, yeah. right? It's fine. So uh, I'm watching this movie with my mom and it's fun and I'm like immediately sucked into it because it's like, oh my gosh, like when it starts, like you've got the the basement uh, full of all the cool, you know, yeah. exotic wares from around the world and it's like it's so neat and you know, the Mogwai, and then you see it, and it's the cutest thing, and this is like, oh, this is awesome. Small town, every town, USA, uh, you know, great, great characters that are just so wonderful, and you're like, yeah, this is so fun. And then you see this little guy, and he's just in hellish pain, (laughs) and he's (laughs) popping out things from his back, and then they've got these cocoons, which I did the math on this. They absolutely ripped Ridley Scott off. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. It was, it was to- totally stolen. Uh, you know, Joe, Chris, we see you. We know what you did. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> then, you know, Gizmo goes from this cute little thing to this, like, uh, you know, being of intense pain and torture. These things then, you know, pop onto screen, and they're insanely gnarly. Yeah. The first time we see them, they're just like, you know, carnage and, and mayhem, and then... Shortly thereafter, literal murder. <laughs> yes, and then and then the movie just gets more bonkers after that. And it was one of these things where my mom is great. My mom is a sweet, wonderful lady, and I distinctly remember she did this all the time when we watched the scary movies after this one. I think I'm pretty sure this was the first like gnarly one. This is definitely the one that I'll tell you pushed me on a path. But um, uh, she would be like, "Are you okay? You want me to turn this off?" Like okay, that was yeah. always what it was. She's like, "You doing okay?" And you know, and I was like. Uh, you know shaking but like no this is awesome i want to see this i want to see where this goes i gotta see this through yeah it's like uh yeah it's okay uh because of her background in theater because of her background in film yeah uh she would tell me like okay so here's what's cool about this like when stripe came on or something was gnarly she'd be like oh um so that's a puppet and what's really cool is you know just like you know sesame street like you know, there's puppeteers back there, and then you know what's really neat is they these they have some robots, and they're these like robotic puppets. And I, you know, I'm a little kid, and yeah. and, and we've we've established on this podcast that as as a Mexican, I love robots, yeah. as, as all Mexicans <laughs> do, as all Mexicans do. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so we we you know, I was like, oh, I'm in, and that's so cool. And at the end, what you know, when the one turns to to goo and you see his kind of skeleton and all yeah. that stuff, it's super scary. But she's like, yeah, isn't that super cool? Like, she would do that. She would she would sense like, oh, you know, you're it, bummed out and scared and freaked out. Like, it's okay. This is this it's is, all fine. <laughs> this is fine. Yeah, it's actually fun. Yeah, here's how it's done. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, so that that um, that was the story of me seeing it was was watching this. It was not at Christmas time. It, okay. it had nothing to do with Christmas. And that's I think why I always forget 
this doesn't have anything to do with Christmas yeah. when it is entirely based in Christmas. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Because it w- you know it's a spooky movie, so it would always come out. I think at Halloween time. Yeah, I'm positive we watched it in like the summer or Halloween. You know, like it was like a Saturday yeah. watch together. You know, and uh, you know when it was done, scared the hell out of me, especially with the stinger at the end of like, oh, look under your bed because there's probably a gremlin or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, cool. I'm never gonna sleep again. Never again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Uh, and then this movie was the thing that, like, after this movie, then I saw, like, I saw Dolls. I okay. saw Puppet Master. I saw, um, uh, yeah, you, uh, of course you have that note. Um, I saw Child's Play. Oh, yeah. I saw all these movies that were, like, and it was this, like, crazy time of the late 80s, early 90s where there were all these, like, murderous doll movies. Murderous doll things. Yeah, it's uh, like. Critters and yeah. ghoulies. ghoulies. yes, yep. exactly. Which, by the way, funny side note, my wife thought Gremlins was ghoulies oh. because her brother showed her ghoulies and said it was Gremlins. Oh. And it's like Ghoulies is way more disturbing. Oh, yeah, Ghoulies is way more, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my wife, like, hated Gremlins and refused to watch it until she was, like, a teenager and then was like, oh, Gremlins, like Gizmo, Mogwai. Okay. Yeah. My brother sucks. Like, why didn't he do this? <laughs> Steve, you don't suck. And she never would say that about you. But, you know, she was just like, oh, why did he say that? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> and essentially, I mean, er- everything sort of in that vein, uh, those, those li- you know, little creatures, critters, those yeah. types of things, um, It they totally, totally scared me. There's just something about them, like, just, oh, just like... Something smaller than me that uh, that can just bring about my downfall. Yeah, you your know? demise. Yeah, yeah, that just can kill me and everyone else and grownups. It was just like, oh man, what what chance do I stand? <laughs> so it just started me down this path where, like, I I loved the feeling of being super scared. Yeah, um, but I also loved like you know. Um, Gremlins is kind of a like a horror comedy. Yeah. You know, like Gremlins, Gremlins is definitely like a dark comedy. And uh, I love that, too. I think even as a little kid, because I was obsessed with humor at that point. At that point, I was already watching, you know, Monty Python and stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't get it, but I was watching Monty Python. I really loved Benny Hill because it was just, you know, slapstick, so, totally slapstick and, you know, scantily clad ladies yeah. and stuff. <laughs> and it, this was, you know, I, I was just I I loved being able to laugh and then feeling like, oh, so scared. And, and I just, oh, I just, I dug it. And it was just this like awesome drug. So Gremlins was the thing that sort of put me on this path. So that was, that was my story of initially seeing it and kind of what it has led to. And I can talk more about the stuff that it led to, you know, yeah. but, but let's, I've been talking for a minute, you know, <laughs> do you remember when you saw it? So but it's a common thing for me. And I don't know, because I was born in 84, it's one of those things where so many movies came out in 84. So, a lot of the time, I saw the sequels first. I had no frame of reference, you know? It was just like, I saw, you know, Gremlins 2 before I saw Gremlins. I saw um, Temple of Doom before I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark. All the time. So, for me, it was like seeing Gremlins 2 first. Where Gremlins 2 is a lot funnier, more mm. satirical. Oh, yeah. And a lot more colorful, even. You know, the Gremlins oh, yeah. in that movie are, they got fruit or vegetables and stuff on their face and everything. <laughs> yeah. So, f- seeing that movie first, it was like, oh, 
Gremlins is a very fun, childish sort of thing. You know, the the Gremlins are singing, you know, in yeah, Gremlins yeah. 2, uh, New York, New York and stuff. Right. Granted, they all melt in that one, too. Right. Yeah, uh, but they're not they're not murdering murdering yeah people they're being like silly they're like they're being like the textbook gremlin like yeah. they're messing with stuff exactly they're yeah. a lot sillier there's a lot more fun in that movie yeah so then when i went and saw gremlins mm-hmm. i was prepared for like this movie that was like the sequel it's gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna be yeah, yeah. i am ready to jump in and just the tone and the look and the feel of gremlins the original is much much darker yeah, and much sure. more not necessarily well maybe there's a, an ounce of sinister in there but it was one of those things where like oh this is this is scary like this is this is creepy right and kind of like you were saying to piggyback off of that i was with you too things like ghoulies and critters puppet master child's mm-hmm. play gremlins to a, a lesser extent but those things i don't know what it was scared me it was like those sorts of things and then like freddy krueger were at mm. the top of the list especially like puppet master oh like yeah that yeah. dude with the drill head oh yeah he was kind of come and get me and that was going to be the end of it i was going to yeah. sleep in one night and i'm going to wake up and my chest is just going to be drilled through <laughs> there's mine was blade blade was always going to yeah. cut me like cut my face up or yeah. something. <laughs> it was just yeah. like why these things are super small i'm a big kid, yeah. I could probably step all over them, but <laughs> yeah. no, they are going to be the end of me. They're outsmarting the, f- adults, yeah, dude. It, there's no way around it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> there's a, I think it's a Ghoulies or Critters or one of those other movies where they're at a carnival and Ghoulies. Oh, okay. And yeah. the dude's taking a dump or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> that that scene alone <laughs> has ruined public restrooms and outhouses and porta bodies forever they're gross anyway yeah but also i'm gonna get my dick and balls chewed off by a damn ghoulie um and all i really want to do is eat some damn kettle corn yeah i want kettle corn and deep fried butter i do not i'm not in this for getting my balls chewed off by a little bald green person (laughs) but so it's seen the the original after seeing the sequel as a kid you know i probably saw it in like 92 I'm like eight, nine years old. Yeah. I didn't like it as much because it was like, oh, this is scary. I want I want the funnier one where there's a lightning gremlin. And, yeah. Yeah. And that's and a girl stuff. gremlin. Yeah. And the girl gremlin. Whew, talk about a bombshell. Oh, baby. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> and that's, well, you know what? The dude in that movie bones down that gremlin. So, yeah, he does. At yeah. The end, so it's totally fine. It's totally fine. Yeah. You can have a thing for gremlins. She's also not killed. So we better see her in the. In the, in the third one that's coming out. Uh, eventually. Yeah. I think it actually it's going to happen. It's in, the in next development. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like it's been in development for like... Yeah, true. 18 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I wasn't a fan of this one until I started becoming, you know, 12, 13, 14, more of a teenager mm-hmm. and seeing the other stuff that Joe Dante did, you know, like The Burbs and... Yeah. Um, such a great movie. The, the Howling? The Howling, yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah. It's, and I, once again, kind of a comedy horror movie. Absolutely, you know? yeah. And... Realizing that I like this sort of genre. I like when horror and comedy shake hands and the, okay, mm-hmm. I see what is going on in what he's going for and what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, I like this. I like this a lot, you know? But it was just seeing Gremlins 2 first 
Yeah. A lot of the things just flew over my head, you know, when uh, Phoebe Gates is talking about Lincoln's birthday or whatever it is, her story, the second one, where she's like, oh, don't mention Lincoln to me, you know, and she, it's a reference to the Santa Claus yeah, story. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But, like, I was just like, wow, that's a, that's a weird little thing. Like, <laughs> well, okay, yeah. that's... And then knowing, you know, that after the fact and connecting it later, like... Oh, that's very funny. That is that yeah. is that's smart writing right there. Yeah. The references thing that was an issue for a lot of people. Yeah. For even sure. Even making the movie. Yeah. You know. Okay, that's very funny. Good job, Joe Dante. Yeah. Um <laughs> so like I I don't have like a huge connection as a child with Gremlins, mm-hmm. but it's definitely one of those things I've grown a development and a love for in like my later teen years, like this is fantastic. And more than anything, this movie, it just, it makes me appreciate what you can do with some lighting and some dry eyes and mm-hmm. yeah. some some good character actors and make something so fantastic. Because yeah. it's, a lot of this stuff is just kind of very practical. It's all, all practical effects. Yeah. And it's just, it's so good. It's, yeah. It- I lo- it is, dude. That's that's a really important thing to say, like, or to 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 point out because the the whole thing is just like on this little back lot that we've yeah. seen reskinned one hundred and fifty thousand times, yeah. but it feels big. It feels yep. really big, and it's they make such good use of every single scene is so fun or spooky or yeah. like there there's just a ton of suspense, you know, and it's just like. It is rad. I mean, we both rewatched it for this. We'll get into the uh, the yeah. analysis piece of it, you know, and what sort of what stuck out. But yeah, the, those are really good points. Like these, this whole world that you're in, it is. It just feels so special, and it's one of these things where we've talked so far about um, the movies that we saw, and they were gnarly. And you know, nine and a half weeks is not one that I like have any love yeah. for. At all, it was just gnarly. Period. But uh, you know, all the other ones, <laughs> Gremlins included, are these movies we watched. And you know, this one I watched as a little kid, scared the hell out of me. But I love this movie. Yeah. And it's it's like it stayed with me. And it's one of these things where, like, on the rewatch, I'm watching it. You know, uh, my wife, spoiler alert, has not been interested to watch any of these movies with me, <laughs> except nine and a half weeks. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> That's her personal favorite. But. <laughs> But yeah, like Gremlins, I was like, oh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this, and she's like, oh, I want to watch Gremlins. Yeah, and like we're watching it together, and she's, you know, we're, it, we're the whole time we're just like, oh, this is insane. We both watch this as kids. Yeah, like it's insane. You know, it, like you're you're seeing a murder and stuff. So, you know, I I can't say that this movie truly like messed me up uh you know i had i had you know it's it's a bummer but i had night terrors as a kid yeah and this is one of the things that like i definitely had a a dream or two you know about about this and it was really spooky and stuff but it was this was definitely like i i i went back and i looked at it in timeline and stuff and i was like oh yeah this was the first one i saw and then from here whether and i didn't look i well Sorry, this is now annoying as hell for everyone listening. But um, I looked at it and I was like, this is the first one of these type of movies I saw. And then just the floodgates opened. And it was all these other ones we mentioned. And all that did was 
it, it, it how it how it affected me like long term was like same thing as you. I'm like, oh, I uh, I think I love this. I really like this feeling. I like spooky movies. Yeah. That's super cool. But then like it gave me very specific things to be afraid of. Okay, yeah, which was cool because like I didn't fear the real stuff that you should fear, like you know uh, a crazy person like abducting you or you know hurting you or whatever, or like you know the sickness and death and those types of things that are yeah. real bummers, you know. <laughs> Like, I didn't fear any of those things. I never even thought about any of those things because I was way more <laughs> way more scared about the impending doom that gremlins are going to bring. You know, I was way more afraid of my sister's My Buddy doll coming to life and, and killing me in the middle of the night in the most sadistic way ever, you know. Those were the things I was afraid of. I was afraid of a stone gargoyle coming to life and ripping my head off. I was afraid of a leprechaun finding a, a, <laughs> a, 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 a pogo stick and just crushing my chest. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You're, yep. it's, it's something about this time period. And I, it's always the little, the little things around, you know? And yeah. I, I don't know why. Yeah. Um, I, the movie The Gate. Yeah, um, oh, those little it. those little things. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they are. You could step on them, but those little dudes down in that hole biting the kid's shoe and stuff—they mm-hmm. were weird and gross looking, yep. and I hated them. Yeah, I, it, yeah, I hate their faces. I can picture in my head. Yeah, and I'm scared, and I'm not sleeping tonight. Right? Why it, did we do this episode at night? <laughs> I know, I know, it's so spooky. I know, like it's it it's funny it like they fit into the same vein as as Freddy yeah. where where Freddy you know invades your dreams these little things they are not a threat to you when you are awake and it's the middle of the day they they just aren't they're a threat to you because when you're awake and you're out there playing and you're just living your life if one of those things shows up you're going to kick it in the head yeah. across the room and you're fine it's going to die so much you're going to break every bone in his body just exactly. by stepping on it i've been watching enough karate kid i'm going to crane kick this thing to exactly. next tuesday it's done for. Exactly. It's not going to happen. Exactly. I'm going to distract it with GI Joes, and I'm going to do a Superfly Jimmy Snuka dive off my bed, and it's gone. It's like, gone. That's what it's going to be. But at night, bro, at mm. night you're sleeping, and these things are going to get you. And I know. I think the very next thing I saw after Gremlins was Cat's Eye. Did you ever Ooh. see that? Is the that Stephen King? Yes. Short? The, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. And when the little creatures, the little live creatures in, the wall, in that and one it comes out, and it like sucks your soul, soul. out, and the and it's like, while you're asleep, bro. So all this stuff was just, that ruined me. And for probably four or five years, like yeah. Gremlins and other things like it definitely made it to where I just, I couldn't sleep. And I just, man, I just sucked. <laughs> I'm sure it was such a pain in the ass to my parents. Oh like, my gosh. Just being scared every single night. Um, oh, and, you know. Absolutely, man. I'm, I'm, I'm still scared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. There is nothing like. My kid is the worst sleeper, and every night he wakes up, and I have to go get him, and I every morning when it happens, it's usually like 2, 3 in the morning, I have to put on my, my big boy pants and put on a brave face, because I'm about to go into a room where a crying kid is, and I don't want to go in there. It's scary. <laughs> I have to walk down a dark hallway. Oh, the hallways are <laughs> The so hallways dark. are so dark, yeah. and I have to go into a room, and he has a light machine, and my eyes are adjusted, and I'm just scared. <laughs> and then I pick him up, and I run back to our bedroom, and I go back to bed very quickly because ghoulies are going to come and get me, and gremlins are going to pop out and try to electrocute me and 
get me to hook up with them in an elevator. <laughs> and you don't have time for that shit. You're trying to take your son to bed. I got work in the morning. <laughs> yeah, Everyone, I have to be up in three more hours. Everyone needs to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. No time to have sex with you, sexy girl gremlin. <laughs> uh, so... We watched this movie again. We rewatched this okay. movie. It, it, this movie. This movie scared us. This movie led led us down a path. I don't know. Just media led us down this path of saying, we need to make scary tiny creature movies. Yeah. You know, like dozens of them. Just so many of them. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, rewatching this movie is a joy. Yeah. And I, I hope one day studios and producers can get back to the fact of like an hour and 45 minute movie is perfect. Yeah. It doesn't need to be two and a half hours long. No. Of special effects and nope. craziness. Hour 30, hour 45, in and out. Perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It was, it was less the, is more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and an hour 45 is a long, a long time. Like yeah. it's, but it's the perfect amount. It was it, just, it was so great. And this was just, this was pure, chewy, magical goodness of watching this movie again. Especially watching a yeah. Christmas movie in summertime when it's 100 degrees outside. I was like, oh, yeah, bring the frozen frost. <laughs> bring I it. want it. <laughs> <laughs> I need it. But, yeah, dude, yeah, w- watching this movie again, it was it was just great. It was pure nostalgia. I've, I mean, I've seen this movie uh, definitely within the last two years. Like, yeah. uh, it, It's one that's in a, a re- regular rotation. I Absolutely. Think. It's one of the rare, like, spooky ones that my wife will also watch still. So it's like, yeah, we're we're gonna see it, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, Texas Chainsaw is probably my favorite horror. Oh yeah. And I, I don't think I've seen the original Texas Chainsaw for probably like four or five years because yeah. my wife won't watch it with exactly. me. Exactly. It's like, well, who the? I don't. I'm an adult I'm, with kids. Who the fuck am I gonna watch movies with <laughs> other than my wife? You know. <laughs> I'm just gonna watch it by myself. Yeah, exactly. I'm not. That's too scary. I'm yeah. not watching that by myself. Last, last scary movie I watched by myself was Hereditary. Oh, and, well, that's and, a jaunt. And it's, <laughs> that's easy. And I'm terrified forever on a <laughs> spiritual level. Yeah, exactly. And it jacked me up. Yeah. So I won't watch any movies alone anymore. <laughs> Gabe, rewatch this. What? What on the rewatch this time around? What stood out to you? Okay. Well, so so much. Stood out to me. Yeah. So much jumped out at me where I, I was just like, this movie is amazing. I love this movie. Um, I'll try to touch on the things that we didn't already talk about because I, I have like 10 notes about how Gizmo is just so cute and Howie <laughs> Mandel. But I think we already covered Howie Mandel of it all. Um, so it's funny to me that nobody notices that the Mogwai speaks English. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's... He's 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 kind of like a parrot because yeah. he, he repeats certain things, but then he also says shit. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like it's speaking English. It's not just it does the. That is good. That, well, it's something I guys. Do a we lot. have a guest today. Yeah, Gizmo's in the room. <laughs> yeah, um, well, I don't, just real quick. I just don't you know, bright light. Look and, at and that. So on. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I was gonna drop so, my Gizmo. Hey, it's me, Gizmo. <laughs> What's up, bitches? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, other than saying "What's up, bitches" all the time, <laughs> no, Gizmo talks, and it's nobody ever mentions yeah. that or says anything. Everyone is always just so cavalier and casual. Uh, the, my favorite is little Corey Feldman. Yes, is like, whoa, you got a pet? Looks at it, and he's like, I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> Let me read this stupid bullshit magazine on your bed. 
They spill the water on it. It's freaking the fuck out. And he's like, I don't care. Yeah. He's just like, this thing's gay. Let it suffer. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just like, like, what? What the fuck? You psychopath. <laughs> yeah. Corey Feldman, at this point, I don't even think he's famous enough to have been abused. Like, yeah. why is he so jaded? He's, yeah. <laughs> that was dark. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> he had but, to go for it. Allegedly. Anyway. All right. So, uh, so yeah. So, there's Mogwai. Uh Phoebe Cates, we said it, but I'll say it again. I just love her, and I love this quote. At the holidays, some people open presents while others open up their wrists. The <laughs> fuck? fuck? <laughs> like, Dude. that, you can't drop that in a kid's movie. It's not a yeah, kid, but, it, it, but it's, it was marketed to kids. There, if you have the cutest animatronic puppet <laughs> thing ever, guess what? It's a kid's movie. It's a kid's movie, dude. It's a kid's movie, and you're talking about opening up wrists. Opening up wrists. <laughs> that is gnarly. It's crazy. Uh, Mogwai's eating chicken is the grossest thing I've ever seen. We are watching that scene, and my wife is just like, I've always hated this scene. And I'm just like... They're like and it's just disgusting. It's, and so it's, gross. it's so gross, and it's shot just all up close on the yeah. mouth. Yep. And you're just like... Oh, and they're weird puppet mouths, and it's just yeah. the wettest, grossest chicken you've ever seen in your whole life. Yeah, that's the thing. They had this prop chicken in the 80s. It's the same shit that's in Masters of the Universe when Gwildor is, like, chowing down on yes. it. Yes. And sorry, everybody. I mean, that, I mean, if you listen to this thing, you know what Masters of the Universe Come is. Come on. And you know Gwildor and his chicken bucket that also had ribs in it. Yeah. It's the coolest fucking thing I've Fuck, ever seen. Where, where do we get that? That's what I want, a bucket of chicken that and also ribs. has ribs in it. Anyway, send us that info. Who let you pot at gmail.com? <laughs> Gwildor's chicken bucket. We need that. Chicken and ribs bucket. So anyway, yeah, that's the grossest thing ever. It's just greasy. It's just disgusting. Uh, the, <laughs> the scene with the gremlin transforming uh, in the teacher's classroom at night, and he's like, I'm going to give it a candy bar after I've abused it. It, like after I've you know scared the shit out of this thing, absolutely. I'm I'm totally fine. It's it's cool. I love the cliche of, oh, we're gonna take it to the science teacher. It's like Billy is like in his twenties working yeah. at a bank. Like, how does he even know the science teacher? It's like a middle school science teacher, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so because he's Corey Feldman's teacher. Yeah. I think. I don't know how you know? old Corey Feldman is in that. He, I don't know. Corey he's, Feldman's he's like, like 12, twelve in this movie. Why is he friends with Billy, a 20-something-year-old? See, this is why it's better to have movies short. Yeah. Because it leaves it open for, for discussion. Yeah. This movie was two and a half hours. They would have talked about all it. story. Yeah. It would have been a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for saving my life, Billy. Yeah, it'd be a thing like that. It's cool being your indentured servant. Yeah. You know, <laughs> something like that. But anyway, you're always my best student, Billy. Thank you for always visiting me every day. Yeah, know? yeah, exactly. Well, you you know, you before my dad lost his mind and made all these dumb bullshit inventions like you were his best friend, teacher, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, Mr. Teacher. I don't Mr. Even think they gave him a name. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Teacher. Mr. Teacher. Uh, but the dying with the syringe in the butt was was uh, <laughs> I mean, just now I laugh at it. But I mean, back then. Oh, I, I remember like, yeah, oh, that hurt so bad. I was like terrified. Like and it was always the stuff of them like not showing. Oh, yeah. Someone's hand because you that made it even worse for me. Mm -hmm. Like when the old man puts his hand in the mailbox and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like, oh, his hand's going to come out just all mangled. But they don't show it to you. Right, and you're just yeah. like, 
Oh, it's worse. It's worse. It, you <laughs> yeah. just imagine it just looks like a tremor all torn to shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like, and that was always the precursor to, well, now it's going to chew the rest of you up. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah. Uh, so that was gnarly. Um, and then I said, why the fart <laughs> didn't we get Billy's mom to clean up the town? That bitch kills three gremlins in 30 seconds in the most gruesome, amazing, badass Rambo way. Before there was John Wick, there was Billy's mom. <laughs> and Billy's mom goes hog on all these things. It's an action scene right in the middle of this funny, scary movie. There's a straight-up Arnold Schwarzenegger-level action scene yeah. where she kills them all in fantastic ways. Yeah, everyone. She's just like, well, this one's playing by the blender. Yep. Let me just go fuck it up real quick with the blender. <laughs> and then immediately she's like, oh, and there's another one. I think I'll just stab it in the heart yeah. again and again and again. She <laughs> runs right up. She's like, I'm not afraid of you. I've never seen you before. There's no frame of reference. This is my house, though, yeah. and you are not going to fuck it up. It is established that this woman owns that domain. Yeah. that She is the king of the castle, okay? Everyone bows to the mother, Billy's mom. I don't think she has a name. I think she's B mom. Billy's mom. Billy's mom. All right, yeah, there you go. That's her name. So, but I mean, yeah, she does that. And then the third one, she's just like, oh, I know what will murder the fuck out of you. The microwave. The microwave. And I'm sorry. We're swearing so much because it, it demands it. It demands it. <laughs> this woman is incredible. And then the the thing that, that derails her amazing streak, because she then goes into the living room and she's like, well, there's one in the Christmas tree and it gets the drop on her and the the whole Christmas tree falls down for some reason. Okay, yeah. I get it. But it's got a full-on butcher knife. Yeah. It's got like a nine-inch butcher knife. This woman, although seems hysterical for a little bit, she's under control. She's got it. She's got she it. She does not let that knife come anywhere near her. No. She's deflect There's not a scratch on this woman. Billy comes in. It's kind of bullshit that Billy saves the day because it's like, just give her 30 more seconds. She would have got a hold of him. She was going to flip that thing over and, yeah. I don't know, Drop the coffee table on its head. I don't know. Yeah, like, she, it, uh, yeah. she was going to do something even more fantastical. But Billy kicking its ass into the fireplace. Pretty badass. So cool, man. It's so <laughs> cool. But yeah, that whole sequence, amazing. And on the on the recent rewatch, I was like, this woman is incredible. And the fact they did this. And I love that they gave her that scene yeah. because it's like, she kicked so much ass. I wish she just did more of that. Yeah. I wanted more of that. Like, turn her loose in the movie theater. You didn't yeah. need to burn them. She would have found a way she to kill got each all. one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you got the fucking dad just out hanging out with Steven Spielberg riding a bike around his ass. <laughs> like, what the fudge? Yeah, the the, the the robot from Lost in Space. He's just and hanging out at just, a convention on Christmas Eve, which was, that's never been a thing. Yeah. Like, that's this, bad guy's just, this guy's a drunk. This yeah. guy's a drunk. This is all in his head. He's <laughs> yeah. just down there drinking his ass off. Yeah. And at, the, at this point... He's the he's the sole uh, uh, income. He's he's yeah. the one bringing the money. I mean, I, I assume maybe Billy is also working at the bank so he yeah. can pay the mortgage because the dad just creates these batshit <laughs> wild inventions that just hurt everyone. And except for his juicer. juicer, the juicer does a good job, right? The juicer, although it shoots shit all over the place, half an orange made like three. Yeah. gallons of juice <laughs> i don't know how that happened <laughs> i don't know either but the guy's a genius <laughs> <laughs> i saw that it's like oh that's amazing uh 
so the Gremlins theme, we said that at the top of this. That scared me. And that it's funny because that's also like where there's even more of a tonal shift. The Gremlins, it's assumed that they murder the hell out of the old couple, which they don't because we see him in the sequel. In the sequel. But I, that was one of those things where, because I remember him, uh, Mr. Futterman from yeah. the sequel. Yeah. But I'm like, wait a minute. They never show him again yeah. in, the, in the first one. It's just, oh. He's supposed to be dead. <laughs> yeah, it's like, is that a continuity thing? But yeah, I mean, they I, he he mentions in the second one that like you know, oh, I bested him, you know, yeah. like I got him, um, and that's you know, that's that's cool, that's fine. But that is when like you know the theme kicks in and it's like, whoa, yeah, this is gnarly and scary and weird and holy crap, you know, like that's nuts. Um, but uh, as we look at the IMDb oh. for this up here. <laughs> Why don't you tell us what, what you just told me, Andy? So, so I look over at the IMDb, and I see Zach Galligan's face looking at me. But I don't see his face. I see Ray Romano. And I think to myself, when the balls was Ray Romano <laughs> in this movie? And that prompted me to think, if only Ray Romano had been in this movie. Yeah. It would have been even better. It would have been Deborah! Yeah. Ah, there's all these gremlins <laughs> running around all over the place. Hey, it's me. Ray Romano. Hey, uh, I'm the voice of Gizmo, too. Bright light. That's me. Is that a good Ray Romano? Look at this. I think I'm great. Dude, this is a man of a million voices in the room. Guys, Kate Martinez. Guys, I do it. I do it. I just do it. I do it for you. I do it for you. You know what I do? I do it for you, Brazil, our listeners in Brazil. We, we love, love you. you. We love you. All right. So back to uh, the things that we discovered. <laughs> I'll just read the rest of this as Ray Romano. Um, <laughs> dude, the, the, when, after, okay, so like, when the gremlins start d- singing and dancing and having a party in the bar, okay, it's just so fun. And I remember as a kid, like, I was scared, and then the gremlins were doing that, and I was like, oh, I'm not scared anymore. Like, yeah. it's super fun. It's all cool. Even while they're murdering each other with guns. With guns <laughs> which, and weapons and yeah. just... You're just like what a what a creature what a creature the gremlin is <laughs> yeah what a let's marvel at what a creature it is how it just it immediately craves beer and yeah. and, uh, and and violence and, and well, insane violence but cigarettes they all yeah. had like nine cigarettes and I love that Phoebe Cates is just like all of a sudden she's just a slave like pouring them drinks and she's like just don't bite me <laughs> she is dedicated to the job dude she's not getting paid <laughs> she's not. And she's just still there. Yeah. Serving the gremlins. You know why? Because for her, bartending is a craft. And she is dedicated to that craft. That's she's going to make these drinks no matter what. You're yeah. doing it for the tips, really. Not her. She's yeah. doing it for the love of the game. She is. <laughs> and it just I have that in my notes, too, man. Just like, why the shit is Phoebe Gates serving these gremlins? <laughs> Get out of there. Yeah. When the first one comes in, she should be like, Hey yo, I don't get paid. I'm leaving. I'm out. Uh, bye everybody. Yeah. Or you just don't even say anything. You just walk out the back. You just walk out the back. She's looking at the clock like, "Oh god, I have another 3 hours left of this shift. <laughs> <laughs> let's get I, let's get through this rush." Yeah, let's just do it. Uh these are not the regular customers, but you know, it's fine. It's, it's okay. It's bringing people into the town. Yeah. It's good for the economy. Yeah, that's what she's thinking. She's just like, you know, it's I'm working two jobs as it is. Yeah. I'm Billy's boss, I uh, think, yeah. at the bank. You know, like, I don't get it. I'm s- also, was she 16 or was she 25? 
I have I no, no idea. idea. <laughs> oh, man. How old are the people in this movie? Well, we know that uh, asshole Judge Reinhold is 23. What a fucking Because he was going to be a, he's a junior vice president by 23. 23. And in a couple years, he's going to be taken over for the old man. And he's going to be a millionaire or some shit. He's going to be a millionaire. I hope the gremlins got his balls. I'm sure they did. Shoot him off. If it was a two and a half hour movie, we would have seen We would have seen that. We, we, yeah, you know, it left, to the, balls. left to the imagination. Yeah. I think it's, it's in, I think it's implied yeah. that his balls were chewed off. So anyway, <laughs> Mrs. Deagle uh, is such a bitch. She sucks, but she dies in like the most disturbing way. Yeah, I remember as a kid, I was like, first of all, like just being old is gross as yeah. a kid. <laughs> like when you're that old, you're like, oh, she's so gross. And then she like can't walk down the stairs, so she like rides a little thing. On one hand, that's awesome because yeah. you know stairs suck. Stairs suck balls. Uh, yeah, exactly. So you know that I think everyone can agree to that. But the, so so you go like that's awesome. She's in a little chair, and then you go like, oh, that's a bummer because she probably couldn't even go up the stairs if she wanted to. Yeah. Per- perhaps her hips don't work. I'm I'm not sure. I'm also not interested because she's a real bitch. She, <laughs> she is the worst. Yeah, and the gremlins. Just instinctively, they do the textbook gremlin thing. They're yeah. like, I'm going to fuck up these wires. Like, that's what I'm going to do because yeah. I'm a gremlin. And they do it, and she's, like, trying to run away from them. I love that she gets spooked because she opens the door, <laughs> yeah. and she's like, oh, the the carolers. <laughs> the carolers are singing. She probably just thinks there's poor kids out there. She she's, thinks they're poor and black, and yeah. she's like, I got to run for my <laughs> life. <laughs> they're, they're coming for me. Yeah. And she jumps in her chair. And it's haywire. It goes haywire, and it just shoots, throws her up the stairs and out the window. And you see this lifeless, dead lump fly out and just <laughs> crash on the ground. And the cops being like, "I'm not dealing with that shit. I, I am, am drunk. Yeah, they're drunk. We are drunk. It's Christmas Eve. Yeah, what a job, man. It's the. I mean, small town cop. Three hundred sixty-four days out of the year, they just. They play with fake guns, yeah, and they just like shoot the shit, and they get drunk at work, and they're just having a party. It's always one night out of the year. Whether with this movie, it's Christmas. Other times, it's like, oh, it's the Fourth of July. Yeah. It's whatever thing, and they're like, damn it, I got to put up with this shit. Yeah, and you know, it, it's <laughs> it's it, really interrupting my drinking at work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't worry, at least we'll drive. Yeah, casually. It was the '80s. We've talked about this. We have. There is yeah. so much drinking and driving. So much. Uh, so yeah. So that scene was gnarly. Um, but <laughs> Phoebe's dad's death story. All right. We said yeah. we were going to talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely, man. <laughs> it is the most depressing thing ever featured ever, in a movie. Ever featured in a movie. Yeah. yeah. Out of nowhere. Yes. It, it, it's it's one of those things that like. Hey, we're dealing with some, you know, some serious sort of stuff going on. We got gremlins trying to kill us left and right. We are fighting for our lives here. But then, hey, I know we're dealing with that. Let me tell you about this really yeah. horrific thing that happened to me when I was a little girl. Sit here and listen to this right now. Yeah, and really quick, remember the sort of the lead into this conversation is they're not saying it, but it's kind of implied that like they both want to bone down. Yes. Like they yes. both like the, like she's kind of like I'm into you, but the reason I'm kind of standoffish and I get really bummed out at this time of year. So I know you're expecting some hot Christmas sex. I'm not going to give it to you because go ahead, Andy. Because hey, when I was a little kid, 
we were going to be visited by Santa. Nope. Sorry. My dad slipped and fell down the chimney, broke his neck. We smelled his rotting corpse a couple days later. Yeah. Let's get, let's have a very Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah. What the shit? I know. That being in a movie that children were going to watch, you kind of go like, was everyone on cocaine in the yeah. 80s? Like, what, every, just everybody, were they just on drugs? The executives, the writers, yeah. the directors, everyone was just on drugs, and they're like, oh, man, that story. Oh, man, that story's fucking rad. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, get over here with those tits. You know, like yeah. they're just they're insane and they're just they're doing in, insane stuff. That story, I remember hearing that as a kid yeah. and being like, "Oh no, that's horrific." Yeah, this is awful. What it was Are- the type of thing where when I thought back about it as a kid, like I remember this because I thought about it so much. Thinking back, it was so vivid. I swore that that was a vignette. Yes. that was filmed. You, that's so odd because I have the same sort of thing where like. It was just like a flashback sort of thing. Yeah. And like I feel like I have a an image of like Phoebe Kate's like screaming at like the discovery of like Same. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's very odd. Isn't that weird? We oh. did not discuss this ahead of that time. We're odd. both like realizing this at the same moment. This is this is creepy. The gremlins are real. <laughs> they are. Yeah. It was, and I think uh, because years later I saw that movie, I, th- I think I saw all of them, the Silent Night, Deadly Night movies. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and I think, like, I'm pretty sure something like that happens in one of those. Mm, um, maybe, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, so anyway, like, I definitely, like, mixed images together. Or but it, it may be something from, like, uh, a comedy sort of thing where, like, they, they're poking fun at, like, this insane story in this movie. Maybe. And they're just like, hey, remember that time Phoebe's Kate found her, her dad dead? I don't yeah. know why it's, like, a family guy thing, but it's, like, I could see them doing <laughs> something like back that. To, yeah. Yeah. It was a cutaway. And it's just, it is it is horrific, man. And so that in the sequel, they have another story where, like, they're talking and um, <laughs> somebody breaks up Lincoln and she's just like, oh, don't ever bring up Lincoln, you know, because one time we were at the park and my mom made some pe- peanut butter and jelly, jelly sandwiches. And then there was this man and he was looked dressed like Lincoln. And he was in this trench coat and like Billy comes like, all right, this is a little disturbing. Let's <laughs> yeah. get out of here. <laughs> yeah, it's so good because even like the lighting changes and yeah. the music changes and she looks off and yeah. it's just it's so it's, funny. It's so hysterical that like, yeah. Because with this with this scene, somebody didn't like the scene, and Spielberg was like, "We can't have this in the movie, Joe. What are you doing?" And Joe was like, "No, this is this is great. This is what the movie is about. This the, is the movie. This, this is the heart. This is the heart." And he was just like, "Man, whatever. Like, okay, <laughs> it's your movie, Joe. Yeah. Keep it in." And he just walked away, and his eyes were huge. He's like, we're going to be so fucking rich. <laughs> <laughs> he said his textbook catchphrase. His, his, his just the catchphrase. Yeah. And it's just, I I don't, it works in the movie, but it's, it's absolutely insane, Gabe. I don't understand. Yeah. I'm with Spielberg here. I don't understand why they kept it in. Yeah. I don't think it brings anything to the movie except just trauma. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a, a whole layer of trauma where if you weren't traumatized enough by the gremlins and their murderous rampage, y- you go like, oh, especially imagine, I mean, like, our fathers passed away when we were adults. Yeah. And, you know, the, can you imagine being a little kid who's, you know, uh, 
single mom, whatever, you know, like yeah. you're just watching it with your mom and this story comes on and you're like, oh my God, it just ruins your life, yeah. like ruins it. And it's like, oh yeah. So anyway, there you go. Oh, uh, you know, fucking hell. So Phoebe Case, I mean, th- that's the one thing is you've got a real life, you know, Mary Poppins giving yeah. you the story. So it's like, uh, okay, maybe that's like, you know, the spoonful of sugar type thing. It's so horrible that I, I don't even wish that old lady I wish it didn't even happen to like her dad, you know. Oh right, it's so horrible. It's so yeah. You want and that lady no was one. a bitch. <laughs> yeah, that lady was a real bitch. Uh, so yeah, so that that seems nuts. Um, so um, absolutely, Quentin Tarantino, I love you. You also ripped off uh, in the same way they ripped off Aliens and the 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 eggs here. <laughs> I know you you ripped off Inglorious Bastards, the finale. You I've, ripped it off from this from movie. From Gremlins. From Gremlins, bro. You thief. You are an absolute thief. I know you say you you know, you know pay homage to so many different films. This was just theft, my friend. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, we need to talk to Joe Rogan. He can get a message over to you know, Maybe we should watch Inglorious Bastards again, and maybe there's a whole Gremlins thing going on. Uh, you know, I... I uh, that's a great idea. Okay. We should do that. Because I think the idea of gremlins comes from World War II. Yeah. You know what? There's something there. There. We'll check back, listeners. <laughs> Maybe we'll have new business about it. <laughs> um, the the department store scene, specifically Stripe running at Billy with a chainsaw. Oh, yeah, dude. Scared the shit out of me as a kid. And that was one of those things where it's like, I on the rewatch, every time I've rewatched it, that whole department store scene because it's so dark and scary and sad. Yeah. And there's like some silly moments, but the thing's literally whipping buzzsaw <laughs> blades at Billy's head. Yes. And like he comes with, and then he, Billy is actually shot with a crossbow. Yes. Right in the it, like it, shoulder. Yeah. Chest. It like gets him. Yeah. It like actually goes into his body. You're just like, oh, shit. <laughs> like <laughs> this thing's about to regulate on his ass, you know? <laughs> It was scary. And then, yeah, the, my very last thing was, there just might be a gremlin in your house. That, even watching it again, knowing it's coming, sitting with my wife uh, a couple <laughs> nights ago in our home, I'm like, well, shit, now I can't sleep. <laughs> you know? uh, so good job. But, dude, yeah, so what do you got? Dude, there was so much. Dude, man, no, that's all right. You hit a lot of the stuff that, you know, together we, we talked about a lot of the stuff. Yeah. Um. The only other thing that I'm really going to mention is, well, I got two things. The movie kind of starts after the whole dad in the um, Chinatown and everything and going yeah. down and seeing that. It goes to the, um, the the small town and you're just introduced to Mr. Futterman right away. And his whole thing is he just talks shit on foreign cars for, I don't know, it, it's only like a minute or so. But for some yeah. reason when I started in this movie, I was just like... The hell's this dude going on about for so long about these damn foreign cars? And then throughout the rest of the movie, just like, just talking shit. I'm just, all I'm saying, get off your shit, Futterman. You don't know yeah, what you're talking about. I mean, listen, you know, it, it's it's I'm, a it's a global economy, bro. I'm glad that you served. I respect yeah. your service. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, dude. And be be more considerate to your wife. Your wife is an angel. Yeah. This woman existing to just just serve you and and she's always so happy and sweet always so happy. and everything she's taking care of your ass yeah be kind and listen to her when she talks to you you piece of shit 
You know, we're coming down on this whole town in this movie. Dude. Oh yeah, except I have for Phoebe. To. Phoebe is a dream. Yeah, and if you have if something you, bad to say about her, we are going to come we're, after. We're going to fight you. You know what? She can fight herself. She can. She doesn't need us to stick up for her. We're going to get Billy's mom on your ass. Billy's mom <laughs> is going to come kick your ass. <laughs> I'm sorry, listener. I love you. She's not going to do anything. You're great. You're great. All right. So sorry. Uh, Go ahead. Futterman. And then the very, very last thing that I want to mention is I love, and I and I think this is a good sign of any good horror, is just the establishment of the, those rules. Yes. Because it's very much Bingo. like, it's very much like, hey, here's some rules. Guess what? You're going to break all three of these yeah. before the end of this movie, and it's going to lead to a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And- it's one of those things that <laughs> See, damn it. There's a there's a June bug that flew into the the studio here and it's nighttime and we're talking about gremlins and it buzzed right in my ear and what you heard was my Oh man, I just freaked out. It did. It landed on you and I looked and I'm like, how do I do something without Gabe freaking out? And I, I just I did it for you, don't worry. Establishment of rules. Yeah, it's a great sign of great horror because it's one of those things where it sets up, it sets up everything. It sets up the movie in in a beautiful, uh, systematic sort of way. Where like this is going to happen, but if you stop and you think about the rules, the slightest bit, some of it just starts to fall apart. Yeah, where like this dog is literally licking Gizmo, like as soon as they get it. Yeah, and it's just licking away, and it's just licking away. And I'm like, that's saliva. Yeah. Isn't that not water? Yeah. What the hell is going on? Yeah. So then you realize, okay, oh, no, it has to be like filtered sort of water. Yeah. It can't just be any sort of like water-based thing. Yeah. No. Filtered water. So if you took like the weird coffee ooze from uh, Billy's dad's uh, coffee machine. Yeah. If that poured on the, the, the mogwai, are we are we safe? Yeah. I, I Maybe like maple syrup. Maybe. You know? I. We need to get down. If this yeah. movie, like we've been yelling about, if this movie was four hours long like it should have been. It should have been, yeah. Um, we would finally have got some answers. <laughs> yeah. The stuff that people are just dying to know. Yeah, I mean, I think the most popular point of debate with the rules is the don't feed after midnight. Don't feed after midnight. Because you go, when is it when? okay? Like, Kim and I, my wife and I, uh, my wife and I, uh, we we discussed and we came to the consensus that it's oh once the sun comes up, okay. Why, why? Because the sun like, will also kill them. So it's mm. like there's got to be something in there. So it's like after midnight to sun up, you probably shouldn't feed them. But who who knows? You're gonna drop those rules, your yeah. ancient Chinese rules on all this. You know, give us more details, man. Yeah, he got more details. If you heard uh, uh, Billy's dad. When he's when he's relaying the the rules to everybody, yeah, he said more than the kid told him. Oh, yeah. Okay, like, see, it's, it's still the same rules, but he gives more detail, yeah. and it's like, oh, well, uh, did you read a book? Yeah, on, the, on your drive home, you know, like <laughs> how did you find out? You know, and but, it's just the 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 gremlins being they know of the rules and stuff because you know. They sabotage yeah. the clock. They can be like, hey, I know how we can turn into these sick-ass lizard sort of things. Yeah. Let's bite through the clock. Then he's going to feed us some 
sweet fucking chicken. Yeah, oh, it's gonna be so it's good. It's gonna be so waxy. These people have this. The the, the, the their chicken is sopping wet, bro. <laughs> and like, it's weird because it's been sitting in the fridge uncovered, <laughs> and it should have dried the hell out. Yeah. But no, it's just gonna be so it is so greasy, greasy <laughs> and so waxy. It's, it's been sitting in the fridge uncovered. <laughs> uncovered on a plate. Tupperware existed on, back on a then. Plate. <laughs> it's just a pile of drumsticks. It's just a pile of chicken. Like, it's a pile of drumsticks. It's a pile of drumsticks that are small enough to fit it's, in a mogwai it's, hand. It's 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 midnight. The only time there should be a plate of drumsticks like in your fridge, kind of like that. Like, oh, the barbecue's delayed twenty minutes because of the rain, and you go and you put it somewhere. Yeah, so and then you guys don't get to it. Yeah, and oh, cool, we're back on or something. Yeah. And there, it's not chicken drumsticks. It's like, yeah, it's like it's quail. quail. It's like it's, pheasant. It's a, it's a delicacy. <laughs> it is. It's like this family is a bunch of you know oh culinary. What? They're poor as shit because of all the you know failed things. They're pigeon wings, dude. They're pigeon. They're wings. pigeon wings. It's pigeon drumsticks. It's pigeon drumsticks. That's what they're doing because oh yeah, God. they could they barely fade the. They, they couldn't afford Tupperware. They couldn't afford cellophane. They got the one plate. They're piling high the, the pigeon. Their blender doesn't even have a lid. It's just exposed that gremlins can put their face in. Jeez. This is a sad, sad movie. I didn't even realize it. It's it's a portrait of a, of a family living in poverty with a, with a father that <laughs> is b- abusive. Abusive. He is drunk on power and yeah. drunks and, 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 and drinking juices and also drinking juices what do you call those things alcohols <laughs> like, you've been drinking juices <laughs> we're gonna keep drinking juices um he is drunk on drinking he juices. is drunk on drinking juices um oh my juices and he's out there all the time at the bars this movie has some sadness to it this movie has yeah has a lot of sadness <laughs> that we've just uncovered so you're welcome everyone <laughs> andy oh uh, we have kids, dude. We have kids. When are you going to let your kid watch this movie? My gosh, man. I want them to... I. This is going to sound weird. Mm-hmm. You want your kid to be a little afraid of some stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? You, you want them to be a little scared of some stuff, you know? I, I Not think... anything debilitating, but I think, yeah. I think there's something healthy in being like, hey, you need to watch this scary movie. And Gremlins... Is a good starter scary movie. Mm-hmm. There's enough fun in there. You got Gizmo. Yeah, Gizmo's a super adorable thing even today. But how young do you go? Eight, eight years old. Yeah. The boys watching Gremlins. Eight feels good. Eight always feels good to me. Yeah. There's not a. There's some violence though, which the violence more than the scaring stuff always scare makes me wary, mm-hmm. especially now because. Once again, like I mentioned every time, kid's got a left hook, uh-huh. and he's catching me every night. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm really afraid to grab him. Yeah. But I'm thinking eight years old. I'm yeah. thinking that. I think that's a good age. Young enough that's still going to scare him. Maybe we could talk about it. It's not going to scare him too much. Do you show it in the summertime, or do you show it as a Christmas movie? Because this is a Christmas movie. We are going to show it. Oh, no. We're going to show it around October. We're going to show it during Halloween. And I'm going to completely cut out the, the, <laughs> the, Santa, the thing. Santa story. Absolutely. Good call. We've been talking about this movie for an hour or so. Mm-hmm. 
even in me thinking about showing my kid it, once again, forgot it was a Christmas movie. Forgot all about it. <laughs> forgot all about it that it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. Every single time. I'm going to continually be surprised. Uh-huh. Showing it around October. He's eight years old. We're cutting out the Christmas, the Santa thing because my kid loves Santa. Mm-hmm. Nate, don't listen to this. And oh, then, you just you mute it and you go like, okay, let's go, uh, let's go get popcorn. Yeah, and he's like, we have popcorn right here, and that's when you throw it outside. Yeah, you tell him that popcorn has bugs in it. Let's get new popcorn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Gabe? Oh man, when uh, if if not already, are the kids not, seeing this? They haven't seen it yet. Okay, they haven't seen it yet. Um, yeah, yeah, daughter's nine. Um. I would say she's just about ready. I would yeah. I would say ten. Uh, I would ten. Okay. I, I think that's what I'm gonna go with. Ten, and I'm not gonna cut the the dad scene at ten. Okay. I'm gonna just let her do it because I feel the same way that you did that you 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 said and that you do, um, and that my mom felt as well. Like I think I even touched on it. I think by watching movies like that, uh, you know pretty scary movies not insane i'm not going to show her hereditary yeah <laughs> you know i'm not going to show anyone hereditary no. by the way uh ari aster you're a genius but i don't need to yeah. see that ever again you know i will watch your movies one time yeah <laughs> and be happy with them yeah and be like that guy's amazing good day sir good day <laughs> but yeah um i think i mean that's part of the you know i mean this isn't a horror podcast but i mean i think that's part of the the beauty of horror films is like the have that to, you know, as a kid, have that to be afraid of instead of the real stuff. Instead yeah. of like, you know, listen, thankfully, we don't live in a war-torn country at the moment, yeah. um, you know. And, uh, y- you know, there's there's plenty of other stuff to be afraid of, though. Uh, you know, I touched on a couple of them. But these movies allow you, as a kid, you can watch this and you can put your fears into something that is totally nonsensical. You can put your, Absolutely. F- your fears into something that is just ridiculous and a figment of your imagination that your parents can very easily dismiss and and help you yeah. dismiss as well. And that's, I think, you know, I'm not a psychologist, so maybe that's totally wrong and backwards. <laughs> but, I mean, it worked for me. I, I, yeah. I didn't fear. I think seeing Batman when Jack Napier uh, kills Batman's parents, spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> when he kills his parents, um that was like the first time I was like, oh, like people can kill you, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, you know, like all yeah. the crazy action movies and stuff and everything was all silly and whatever. But it's like, oh, bad guys will like do that. Oh, that's nuts. That's yeah. crazy. But, you know, every other thing, it's like, oh, I'm afraid of. No, I'm I'm not afraid of that. I'm afraid of dolls. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen dolls? Yeah, they're very terrifying. Yeah, they're going to they're going to stab me when I sleep. Especially that one over there that has hooks for hands. Yeah. I don't know why I have it in my room still. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of its hands is a four-inch Bowie knife, and the other <laughs> hand is a hook, and they're both, like, razor sharp. But it's really cool. It's, I'm just going to keep it in my room. It's super cool. It needs to go right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to say about 10 and yeah. uh, unedited. But honestly, hearing you and and thinking back, I think I might show them the new batch i might show him the sequel yeah like pretty soon like my daughter i actually i'd have no problem showing her that now yeah and the boys probably when they're like six or seven like yeah. i'd show them that and it's fun and silly like i don't really remember i'd watch it again i don't really remember anything that was like gnarly in that movie yeah i don't remember any you know what any movie that has hulk hogan in it yeah yelling at gremlins <laughs> 
I'm on board. Yeah, same. And I mean, it's got it's one of the few movies that has Slayer as, <laughs> on, on the soundtrack. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. And Rambo Gizmo is like the greatest. But anyway, we have we've we've gone down a rabbit hole. We we really have. <laughs> So, all right. Uh, any other things like bit of trivia or anything that you you found when you were looking into this? I got I got I got two quick things. Okay. Um. So the whole thing, this movie, this movie and Temple of Doom, uh, which I thought was really cool, led to the creation of a PG thirteen rating, because before that they had PG and then they had R, and there was mm-hmm. nothing in middle. Yeah. Something like this movie. This movie's rated PG. Yeah. You know, so it was just like, <laughs> yeah, no, man, like, <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a little more than PG. Yeah. And so that and Temple of Doom, you know, seeing a dude's heart be ripped out. Yeah. Um, Eat yeah, monkey brains. You need something in the middle. And I think that's <laughs> yeah. pretty cool that this helped us go, hey, guys, I think we're allowed one fuck and <laughs> <laughs> and a couple tits, couple tits. And dude's heart being ripped out. What do you say? And they said, I think it's brilliant. You could be 13 years old and see this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and then the last thing is we kind of hinted on it is I'm watching this movie and I'm and I once again, I always forget it's Christmas. I always forget where the movie's set. And I go, this town looks familiar. Oh, my gosh. This is Hill Valley from Back to the Future. And I stop and I immediately look it up. And sure enough. This movie is shot on the same back lot as yep. Back to the Future. So Hill Valley is Kingston Falls. And yeah. I went, damn, that is badass. And yeah. it's just one of those things because I'm like, that's where the DeLorean crash is. Yeah. That's right there. <laughs> he rides a skateboard right there. They get covered in manure right there. <laughs> You're just watching all the things being like, and then this happens. And, and then, then this happens. happens. See, and then what happens is he's trying to get back home. All right. <laughs> Here's where his mom wants his balls. <laughs> Dude, she wants those balls. <laughs> That's what I got, Gabe, as far as uh, a little bit of extra little fun little trivia is in there. Do you have anything? Well, no. I'm all I thank you for that, Andy. All I wanted to say was uh, the incredible Chris Wallace, um, mm. Chris and Carol Wallace. Chris credited as the creator of the Gremlins, like the designer of them. Uh, in- incredible stuff. Just yeah. amazing, timeless designs. Super scary, super awesome. Just fantastic. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, there are so many people credited as part of, you know, the creature crew. Um, yeah, as part of this whole thing, and you know they're just they're in- incredible. You know, it's just like we've we've got uh, we got production design by James H. Spencer. You know, that's mm. that's uh, the movie looks beautiful. The movie has just like you know some spooky haunting visuals and just uh, you know the, the whole thing is very very cozy, but still like dark and and something's not right even in. In the warm, wonderful homes, you know, it's pretty great. But yeah, the whole the whole creature crew, you know, I mean, it's it's a it's a whole giant group that did this. Um, and then we've got the uh, the the visual effects set up by the incomparable William Riley. William, absolutely, you did it. Motion control, <laughs> you did the whole thing, man. You're amazing. Now there's a whole group. It's like you know, eighty different people doing every little thing with this group, and it's. And that's rad, and that's a thing that you know I I miss, and I know plenty of new movies are still doing it, and yeah, and that's cool, uh, but not enough. And I don't, I just it's it's a it's a lost art, man. And I just yeah. love the the attention to detail, and when people are actually 
you know, manning these crazy puppets and and working with animatronics to like make these things work. And a lot of times, I mean, they have so much personality. I mean, Gizmo is just the most personality ever. But I mean, you know, you believe that there are little things running around that are going to kill you. That are going to, you know, that eat pigeon legs and stuff. (laughs) So. So that's all I got, man. Dude, that's beautiful, man. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, all right, we're down to the end. And you know, we're gonna we're gonna get some recommendations if you have anything this week. Recommendations. What yeah. Do you, what, what do you got for 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 us this week, Gabe? If you got anything that you would love to recommend, let the people know what you are watching, reading, ingesting. <laughs> in, <laughs> in, ingesting. Um, so you you talked. Uh, I believe you've mentioned a couple of podcasts now. Yeah. And I'm going to mention my my favorite podcast that I listen to. Um, just religiously, I listen to it uh, every single week that it comes out, and I love it. It just is so much fun. It's called Freedom, and it's uh, Scott Ackerman, Lauren Lapkus, and Paul F. Tompkins. Oh, okay, and, wow. Um, yeah, it's on the Earwolf Net uh, Earwolf Network, and uh, it is. I, I I've you know I've been a fan of Comedy Bang Bang since Scott put it out like yeah. you know forever ago when it was like on Indie 101 I used to listen to it going to my my uh my job uh, in <laughs> LA and I had a very long drive and it was it was great but um the or on you know in 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 the afternoons but um he is awesome and Comedy Bang Bang is great and it's incredible but like this is just a podcast of the three of them hanging out they don't need my plug it's an incredibly popular show they're incredibly <laughs> popular but i'm just saying i love the show it's super yeah. fun it, you know it's they're all comedians they're all you know as far as i'm concerned they're very important comedians as well like they're they're doing really rad wild stuff all the time um you know scott's between two ferns movie that he did with zach galifianakis is on Netflix now, you can watch it. It's great. It's fantastic. But I mean, Freedom is just the three of these these three people get together every week, and they just shoot the shit. Like it's not even like the 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 format isn't even like we're gonna be characters and we're gonna play off of this or that. No, it's just these three friends that are hilarious. They get together and talk, and I just I love it. It is like, man, in my opinion, it's like. It's what I hope to some extent that people listen, that they think of when they listen to this podcast. It's just yeah. like two pals getting together and talking and having so much fun. And you, by listening by association, you're our pals and you have fun. And that's how I feel when I listen to their thing. I go like, it's great. And then they play, they always play a game or something silly at the end. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun. It's called Freedom and Freedom. it is very fun. And you, if you like what you're hearing here, you'll like that. So go listen to it. Dude, that sounds great. I, I... I listen to podcasts constantly, and I I'm not familiar with that. I'm familiar with Comedy Bang Bang, but mm-hmm. Threedom, Threedom. I'm, I'm gonna check that out for sure, dude. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Thank you. It's not a bummer. <laughs> I don't have a bummer this week. Oh, thank goodness. No, um, it's a Netflix show. It just started the second season, and I've only been able to watch uh just a little bit of it so far, but already. I'm in love with it just like the first season. It is the second season of I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. If you are into the oddest sketch comedy, sketch sort of segments that you will ever see in your entire life, do yourself a favor and watch I Think You Should Leave. It is so fucking funny. (laughs) Um, I'll give you 
the beginning of the first episode of the second season begins where his boss has come back to the office early and he's literally about to eat his lunch and he's like but it's lunchtime you can't do this and so he goes into the meeting and he's like resting his arm his head on his arm like pretending he's sleepy but he just has a hot dog in his sleeve and he's trying to eat it and everyone's just looking at him like we could see the hot dog and then it just snowballs into stupid bullshit and it is so damn funny dude it is it is silly it is ridiculous it's awkward watch it and laugh your ass off dude yeah that that's on my list season one was one of my favorite things (laughs) i've ever seen it's and it's short and quick yeah they're like 20 minute long episodes there's only six Mm -hmm. you can devour it in a day Mm -hmm. try not to though because they're so damn good yeah yeah, I mean, the I have gone back and watched the first season at least a dozen times <laughs> yeah. with like, you know, the skeletons, <laughs> the, that song where he's doing the parody of Johnny Cash thing. It is so funny, so stupid, and it's, so so just brilliant. I love it. And when he's <laughs> when he's dressed as a hot dog, yeah, he, crash. he crashes into the suit store. <laughs> oh, see, now we're just gonna start quoting the show. We're just gonna quote that show, which yeah. is amazing. It's, do yourself a favor. Don't open a door the wrong way just because of sheer yeah, a stubbornness and just rip it off its hinges. <laughs> just go watch the show instead. It's great. Yeah. Great recommendation, man. Great oh, recommendation. man. Okay. Yeah, that's so what th- we got. So there you go. There's a couple of them. All right. Well, friends, we did it. We discussed uh, just an inc- incredible movie that we love, and hopefully you love it. And, uh, you know, it, it messed with us a little bit. It really did. But uh, But there you go. Backstory and all, Gremlins. Uh, Andy, why don't you get us out of here? Sounds good. As always, you guys, follow, subscribe, rate us on Apple Podcasts, share us with a friend, send us emails at wholetyoupod at gmail.com. Follow us on all the socials, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Gabe is dancing every week, you guys. You're going to love it. On on Twitter. On Twitter. Yeah, Yeah, we don't know how to dance on TikTok. They kicked us off. Yeah. Um, No, we're still there. Who let you pod on all those things? And then let's get out of here. So this is Andy, and I am here with Gabe, reminding you never to watch anything in front of a child unless it's a wholesome Christmas movie about raising a pet, having responsibilities, and loving your family. And having your dad break his neck when he comes down the chimney. And smelling his rotting corpse weeks later. Yeah, like weeks later. Weeks later. God, the smell. Just the juice is dripping down. Oh, it reminds me of pigeon legs. They're just so just so juicy. <laughs> just so juicy. Good night. Good night. You've just heard a Doomsday Initiative podcast. Consult a physician. Oh.